Welcome to another edition of First Word from First Church. This is Pastor Dave Buchanan at the First Church in Sutton. Please enjoy the message and may God bless you richly through it. Our reading this morning is from the Gospel of John, chapter 11, verses 17 through 44. Now when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, but Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary, saying in private, the teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she rose quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary rise quickly and go out, they followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to weep there. Now when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. So the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man also have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this on account of the people standing around that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The man who had died came out, his hands and feet bound with linen strips and his face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to him, unbind him and let him go. Thanks be to God for his holy word. Thank you, Paul. What could be more of a sign of spring than since the beginning of the prayers, this ladybug has been crawling all over my sleeves and shoulder of my robe is now trying to fly off, and that's, that's kind of my, my daughter's trademark from her sorority days as a ladybug, so why don't you sit still where you'll be safe there, little bug. Well, she don't want to get off. Okay. If I start gesticulating, you're done for. 
This story about Lazarus, besides the fact that it's supposed to be a much longer reading, but sometimes if you sit too long and listen to a story from Scripture, it kind of numbs the ears. We get the prelude and the postlude of the story in the prescribed reading, and we get that they sent word to Jesus, your friend whom you love is desperately ill. And Jesus puzzles all those around him. He's just healed the blind man. He, surely he can go heal his beloved friend Lazarus. Jesus says, we got time. This is Buchanan's paraphrased gospel. We got time. But Lord, we got time. Yeah, but, but, but Rabbi, they said he's awfully sick. He's just falling asleep. Oh, okay. The rabbi knows. Well, they fell for it. And they, they finally get, now this might say, now when Jesus finally came to Bethany, they left that part out. And by the way, with these, these stories, when we think that they're a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, there's still a village at the place that we believe in, in Aramaic was called Bethany, but it's called Alazaria, Lazarus, Alazaria. The Arabic name may be derived from the root of the name Lazarus. There are a lot of murky little details like that in archaeology and history around biblical places that eh, maybe it's a cool coincidence. I don't think so. But names and places that remind us that God came into our time, our world. Now there is still a, a rule in Orthodox Judaism of the strictest kind and a couple other traditions in the world as well. In hot climates especially, burial is supposed to occur within, occur within 24 hours of death. They didn't have all of the treatments, chemicals, preparations, whatever that, that we use to take our time preparing a funeral. Happened quick. Scary part is sometimes too quick. You've got a coma or something happening that someone's non-responsive and you don't have a doctor with a stethoscope or a brain scan or something to check it out, you might rush things. Well, there are other healings in the New Testament. The daughter of, of Jairus, the president of the synagogue, whose 12-year-old daughter had fallen ill and they said, oh, it's too late, Lord, don't you bother going, she's dead. He said, little girl, get up. She did. The widow of Nain who'd lost her son and her son was brought back to life. But these are all proximate to death so one could put the little excuse in there, well, you know, non-responsive coma, they didn't understand. Jesus really restored life to somebody who wasn't cold yet. Well, in this particular story, peculiar, by the way, to John's gospel, the other three don't have this story. Lazarus has been in the tomb for four days. If you want to make sure somebody's dead, come when he's been in the tomb for four days. In that climate, I don't want to get too detailed here, but Martha brings up, or Mary, one of the other sisters, brings up the detail later. So he comes to Bethany. He's still a ways off, which would make sense. Tombs were outside the town. And we have the two sisters' reactions. Remember, Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet when he was teaching in the house on another visit. 
Martha was busy in the kitchen and mad at Mary because she's not hustling and bustling. Mary wants to sit at the rabbi's feet, and she's only a woman. She should be in the kitchen, right? Well, no, in those days, I'm not saying that. But Martha sure thought so. Lord, tell her to help me. Jesus says, she's getting a part she can't get later. Leave her be. So who of the dutiful sisters runs out to greet Jesus? Martha. Not the studious one, the bustling, busy hostess one. She goes out to meet him. Lord, and the two sisters each say this. If you'd been here, my brother would not have died. But I know, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give. Jesus says, your brother will rise again. Well, we would say that to each other, wouldn't we? Come the resurrection, we'll all rise again, right? And that's what Martha takes it as, oh, I know, Lord. And I already believed in a general resurrection by that time. I know that on the day of resurrection, we'll all be raised again. Jesus says the resurrection has come. Huh? And here's that phrase, I am, that John uses so strongly. Ego me, the formal I am, that means God am. Jesus is God am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me and the, the words that we often read when we're celebrating a life as words of comfort. Do you believe it? I know that you are the Messiah. I know you're the son of God, the one who comes into the world. And she goes and gets Mary and she says, Mary, Mary, the rabbi's asking for you. So she runs out and what does is, what is Mary say? And it says, the Jews, this would be the family and friends, they all gather, by the way, to, to weep and wail in that part of the world, Judaism and other traditions, to, to cry out their mourning, to sit for comfort for seven days with the, the family who've lost someone. So they're sitting Shiva with Mary and Martha, that's their, the, their term for the seven days. What does Mary say? Lord, if you'd been here, if you'd get yourself in gear and, and gotten here in time, my brother would not have died. He says, Lord, come and see where we've laid him. And we have the shortest verse in the Bible. We've heard of that in trivia games before. Jesus wept. Jesus wept tears as we do for the loss of a loved one even though he knew the story was going to come out differently than expected. He says, take away the stone from the tomb. Remember the practical sister, Martha? Um, Jesus. In this part of the world at this time of the year, a body that's been in the tomb for four days, you really don't want to open that door. Jesus said, didn't I tell you you'd see the glory of God? Okay, Rabbi, if you say so. Can you hear the tone? Okay, Rabbi, if you say so, we'll do that. And he calls, he prays and calls out, Lazarus, come forth. We left out the precursor to the story, which was that Jesus took a sweet old time. He knew what he was doing. The postlude to the story is that some who were present went, now look what this guy Jesus has done to the leaders of the synagogue in Jerusalem. 
And it may not have been the cleansing of the temple that got him his final trial in Jerusalem. It could have been proving a power over literally life and death. How dead in spirit can a person feel? Maybe somebody here, maybe somebody you know. When we feel like we've lost life in Christ or we feel like we've lost God's love, something so bad has happened to us, maybe worse, we've fallen into doing something so bad. And I've sat at bedsides in hospital and other places and listened to people who said, God can't love me because of this or because of this or because of this. They might have been, might as well have been like Lazarus in the tomb, separated from God, separated from the Lord who loves them. Lazarus was dead, decaying in, in body anyway, sealed away in the tomb. And Jesus came and said, I am the resurrection and the life. How much more then, while the body is still alive, can the Lord lift us up out of spiritual death, spiritual distance, the need for forgiveness? Lazarus had been dead for four days. Some people have been, felt like Jesus was dead to them for that many decades. But Jesus has life. Jesus has a restoration for each and every one of us. And unlike what poor Martha thought, we don't have to wait for the general resurrection. We don't have to wait till we die to this life and we're all raised in Christ to sing God's glory forever. And yes, none of us will be tone deaf then. We can all, we'll all be able to sing. We don't have to wait for that. We can be lifted up. We can have new life. You remember my favorite line that's on God's business card? The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, abounding in steadfast love. There's grace and forgiveness and mercy for anyone. We already sang it. Jesus is calling, come home. Lazarus, come forth. To us, he says, sinner, come home. Be restored. Have new life. Back to your family if that's caused estrangement there. Back to God if it's caused estrangement there. Whether you're angry at God or afraid he's angry at you. And I've listened to both. I've had my days myself. Jesus has come home. I've got grace and mercy as deep as God's love for each and every one. Come to me and have new life. Many of us know C.S. Lewis as the author of the Chronicles of Narnia, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and all those. If you read a little more, you might know him as the author of Mere Christianity and the Abolition of Man and some very interesting short essay books. You've heard me speak of my favorite, the screw tape letters, letters from a senior devil to an apprentice devil, very tongue in cheek, almost funny if they weren't surreal. But another one that we don't know him so much is what was that uh, 
Jack Lewis was a poet. He wrote poetry. And I won't try to read it to you because it's not the lyrical, readable or quotable kind that I sometimes force upon you. It's more the kind of poetry you read and you read a line again and you reflect on it. One of his poems I, I commend to look up is from Stephen to Lazarus. Stephen had a distinction in the early church. One or two of you might know what it was, but it's an awful trivia point for a Bible study trivia game. Stephen was the first martyr. Stephen was preaching the gospel when they stoned him to death. This guy named Saul held their coats while they stoned him. The one who later became Paul. The poem is Stephen to Lazarus. And he says, I gave my life once for God. Lazarus, you'd shaken off all the pain. You'd shaken off all the illness. But now you have to die again. Very interesting, reflective poem that for the glory of God, Lazarus had to know two mortal deaths to show the resurrection, to show the glory of God, to show the love that Jesus had. When even knowing the power that God gave him, he wept at Lazarus' tomb. He weeps at the door of everyone who feels himself or herself separated from God. He says, come home. Come out of the darkness. Come back to the resurrection and the life that Jesus brings. Come forth. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen. Thank you for having joined us for First Word from First Church. We pray that God has blessed you in some way, in his way, through the message that we have just shared with you. Please join us again. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance over you and give you peace. Amen and amen.